0: Hello, and welcome to Dwelling on Dreams, where two passionate Harry Potter fans dive deep to examine the Wizarding World. I'm Taylor, a Ravenclaw.
1: And I'm Victoria, a Hufflepuff. Thank you for joining us. For those of you who haven't read the books or seen the movies yet, what are you doing listening to us? Please, go and do that now, because if you stick around, you can expect spoilers ahead.
0: Today on Dwelling on Dreams, we are going to talk about ourselves, for the most part. Our relationship with Harry Potter's world, uh, with the books themselves, how we came to love them, and how we think we would fit in if the place were
1: real. Mm-hmm. Yay! Very excited about this episode. A little bit of a behind-the-scenes, yes. if you will. Hope that you'll be able to get to know us a little bit better than you do now. Yes, most definitely. So today in our Wizarding Wireless News, we wanted to make sure we gave a quick shout-out to Hermione. Hermione. Our favorite bookworm's birthday will be on the 19th, so it's coming up soon, and we wanted just to make sure that we highlighted that she will be turning 40. That's right, because she's a year older than them. Big birthday uh, for her. Yes. Happy
0: birthday, Hermione. Don't feel too depressed to the fact that you are now 40. Yes. Young at heart. So in honor of Hermione's birthday, we are going to be quizzing each other on our knowledge of the Harry Potter books in a segment we are calling Books and Cleverness. Very apropos. Yes. We are going to be using the Harry Potter Trivial Pursuit game Mm -hmm. to test each other. Now, these questions usually go by the movies, not the books. So we're going to have to bend the rules a little bit. And we're going to be playing to 15. And here's how you score. Mm -hmm. If you answer a question right, but you have to use the multiple choice options in order to get it, you get one point. Mm -hmm. You get the point even if you answer the book answer, even if the
1: answer on the card is from the movies.
0: Right. But you have to prove your answer is correct From either the books or the movies. Right. You get two points if you answer without having to get the multiple choice answers. Yep. And you get an extra point either way if you are able to make a differentiation between the books and movies and give both correct answers. Whew. Yes, I know it's a little bit complicated, but I think we'll get it. Keep us honest. This is the first time doing this, guys, so we'll see how
1: it goes. We've
0: quizzed each other before,
1: but we've never actually really given ourselves a point ranking system.
0: Yes. So we're going to alternate. We will each draw a card. And then the other person will roll the dice, and it will decide which question on the card they get. So, would you like to go first, Victoria? Sure. All right.
1: All right. So, that is pink. So, that is magical spells and potions. All Mm -hmm. right, Taylor. Which spell does Hermione use to unchain the Gringotts dragon? Relatio. Yep. woo And that's two points, because there were multiple choice, and you didn't use them. So, I have
0: just rolled and landed on orange, which is magical objects all right victoria which ravenclaw student first tells harry about Rowena ravenclaw's lost diadem luna lovegood that is correct
1: yay all set up at two to two yellow yellow is magical people so according to grip hook who put the fake sword or gryffindor inside bellatrix the strangest vault snape yes
0: okay that was my gut and then i was, for some reason started
1: questioning it go with it. the gut go with the gut all right all right it's two points for taylor two points so it's four
0: to two but i have one more question in victoria green which is animals and magical creatures all right for how long are house elves bound to serve one family
1: their whole lives yes forever here you go all four to four four to four this is exciting purple okay so the dark arts mm. dun, dun, dun. what does draco mouth use to get the death eaters into hogwarts oh the vanishing cabinet and oh. the room of requirements? Technicality. A
0: pair of vanishing okay. cabinets. No, I'm giving
1: that to myself.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm giving that to her, too. All right, so is it your turn. Blue. We have blue, which
1: is Hogwarts. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, hockey, Hogwarts.
0: Teach us something, please. Who does Hermione invite to Slughorn's Christmas party? Cormac McLagan. Yes. We are now all tied up again at 6 to 6. Guys, this may just be how this goes.
1: <laughs> we might have to have a tie-breaking something green animals and magical creatures professor moody turns draco malfoy into what type of animal Ferret. yes yes
0: <laughs> obviously obviously and now it's up to eight and i'm rolling a blue, blue. hogwarts is the category what are gryffindor's house colors red and gold <laughs> no scarlet and gold oh my word <laughs> kidding <laughs> hey, but you did it to me so. <laughs> i did i did all right, we're still tied up. <laughs> we need to find one that's different in the books and the movies
1: so we can start pulling ahead. Yellow! How many brothers does Ron have? This is for magical people.
0: Mm. I know how many, I promise. I just want to count da, da, to double check. Da, 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 da so five uh, yes yeah i'm always like okay there's seven children nine total six boys okay there's oh like oh my goodness many... you
1: really go back into it
0: yeah there's there's many it's categories like seven of seven
1: to- seven children of which he has one and he has a sister okay yes
0: exactly yeah all right so that is 10 we have not set a time limit on these guys for the record so i have rolled a pink which is magical spells and potions what is the spell hominem revelio used for or something similar to that to um, reveal if there's anybody standing nearby. Yeah. The actual answer, for those of you who are curious, <laughs> is detects the presence of any other humans in the area. That is the same thing. Yeah.
1: That was not an official roll. That, that was, was just that a was drop. Was, accidental <laughs> roll. Orange. Magical mm-hmm. objects. So, what object does Dumbledore say allows him to revisit memories? Pensieve. Yes. Which I forgot why it was pronounced that way, but I don't know. It's spelled with an E. It's spelled like pensive. Yeah, It never quite
0: worked in my head. <laughs> I think they just had to make it sound a little different. <laughs> it looks cool written, it does. but does. pronounced. It's Ponzi. At least according to Snape. <coughs> all right. We've well, right. so rolled another orange. So magical objects. How many points is the snitch worth to the seeker that catches it? 150. Yes. We need some hard questions here. I think for tiebreaker, we're going to have to like go through and pick a really hard one. Yeah. Each. <coughs> yeah. Purple. Mm-hmm. The dark arts. What is Tom Riddle's middle name? Marvolo. Yes. For those of you who are not impressed with our knowledge of Harry Potter this far, I promise you that we're we not really were trying to make choosing easy questions. Another orange. Magical objects. What does Griphook want in exchange for helping Harry break into Gringotts? The Sword of Gryffindor. Yes. All right. So we're all tied up at 14 to 14. <laughs> we're going to go to 16 and then go to a tiebreaker round. All right. Pink.
1: Pink. Pink. Magical spells and potions. Who binds the unbreakable vow between Professor Snape and Narcissa Malfoy? Belichick's strange. Yes. All right.
0: And you're going to need this or you lose the right. game. Oh, Got to get this in one. Blue. Hogwarts. Yes. No multiple choice. <laughs> okay. What is the password Percy uses to access the Gryffindor common room during Harry's first day at Hogwarts? Hmm.
1: It's Draconis something.
0: I actually
1: know this one. I know, you do. You're looking... She's looking at me very gleefully. Uh, I don't know. Do I get an extra point if I get it? Well, you said I don't get multiple choice on this, so... Well, you can. You just would get one point. Let's see. Can I get my multiple choice, please?
0: Draconis Seas. Draconis Lumus. Capit Draconis. Capit Draconis. There we go. I knew there was something before Draconis. All right, so she got that one, guys. But Taylor wins. But I win by one point. Good game, Victoria. Yay! Next time we it usually goes, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Next time we do a Books and Cleverness, we'll have to do a little bit more of selecting hard questions beforehand. Yeah. So now that you know exactly how knowledgeable and manic we are about the Harry Potter series, (laughs) we wanted to tell you a little bit about how we got there. So, Victoria, you want to tell us kind of how you were
1: first introduced to the Harry Potter world? Sure. So my personal Harry Potter journey is a little bit long and convoluted, but the quick version is that I was actually not allowed to read Harry Potter growing up. And it just kind of was a choice that uh, my parents had made. And, you know, I had friends that read it, so they kind of kept me in the loop. And so I knew the story and I had seen like the first two movies on TV. And Victoria, I know, kind of had snuck and did that. But I never had actually read the books until I got to college, and I had a friend that bought me the seventh book, actually, so I read them completely out of order, and the seventh book had just come out, so I read the seventh book first, and then I absolutely loved it. I knew I would, though. I was hooked from that point on and read that book, watched all of the movies, and then went back and read all the books, so my journey is a little bit fractured because I know the seventh book really well and then I know the movies pretty well because that's just more what I saw first and knew growing up and then have read the books multiple multiple times since it definitely is not the standard I read everything through when it was released and watched all the movies when they were released and I kind of jumped on it a little bit later but love it still nonetheless and I'm very grateful that I read it when I did
0: Hmm. well I got into Harry Potter much earlier but a little bit later than some when the books first started coming out they weren't on my radar at all and then when the first movie came out in 2001 i was vaguely aware of it but i didn't Mm -hmm. expect to watch it It wasn't really something i thought about a lot it was just kind of oh that's a new movie that came out and so when my parents rented it for the family after was out of theaters Mm -hmm. we watched it and i enjoyed it and then they gave me uh the first four books as a box set for my birthday or christmas or something so I read the first book, uh, and I started reading the second one. <laughs> <laughs> she, Victoria knows this story, so she's laughing at me already. And I got to the part at the end when Moni Myrtle describes her own death, where she looked into a pair of eyes and just died. Spoilers, yeah. by the way. She dies by walking at a pair of eyes. We know by that point it's a basilisk. Yes. And I got so scared. I was 11. It was 2001, 2002, so I was 11 or 12. And I really scared by that I don't know why I used to be very timid in general with you know movies and such very fragile and easily terrified so I started like being scared to go to the bathroom (laughs) and I refused to finish the book
1: so every toilet is a chamber of death it it was
0: it was sad people it was very sad (laughs) but like that teeny tiny like chapter and a half left or whatever it was I refused to finish the book And then the movie came out, and my family was going to see it in theaters, and I refused to watch the movie until I finished the book, but I refused to finish the book because I was scared of it. It's a convoluted circle. Yeah, I've been told I was a stubborn child. (laughs) I think this might prove it. I knew her when she was a child. Yeah. Yeah. So my family went off to see Chamber of Secrets without me, and then I forgot all about it until um, Prisoner of Azkaban came out. And for mm-hmm. some reason, I didn't have to read the book before I saw the movie mm-hmm. uh, because I hadn't started it. Maybe I don't know what my thought process was. But we went to see Prisoner of You're Azkaban. older and wiser. Oh, yes. I, I had matured greatly. I was 14 by that point. Yes. a Veritable adult. Yes. And uh, I went to see Prisoner of Azkaban. And I was, oh, yeah, those Harry Potter books. I think I still have them somewhere. So I dug them out of the closet. And I finally finished Chamber of Secrets, read Prisoner of Azkaban, Red Couple of Fire, and I never really stopped reading after that point <laughs> to this day. <laughs> and then after that point, I was one of the ones who like read them and mm-hmm. as they came out and you know speculated between them
1: and you know watched the movies and the midnight premieres and all that. Right. Yes, I went to the last movie's midnight premiere, and I thoroughly enjoyed the experience. That was really really fun. I actually
0: reported on it for uh, the local paper. Oh yeah, paper. that's right. I had an excuse to like talk to everybody there and ask yeah. their opinions and wanted to know, you know, how they relate to Harry Potter. So that was really fun. Like I got to
1: nose into people's lives <laughs> and, yeah. and a Harry Potter theme. Hey, that's like the best of both worlds here. Mm-hmm. And for any of you listeners who might be a little confused, Taylor and I have known each other since oh goodness, elementary school, early elementary school. Yeah, Probably we weren't great friends then, but no, we've known but each we've other. We've known for each while. other, and then became friends more in middle school and high school because we went to the same school and we were in band and different activities, drama, different things like that together. went to the same college, had the same major pretty much.
0: Yeah. I've often thought back and tried to like pinpoint when we became friends. I think we were kind of like ancillary friends through a third party for a while. We were. I think when we got to college, college was when we really started yeah I would agree being just are each other's friends
1: yeah I would agree and Harry Potter is something that I feel like we've really bonded over especially after I read it and yeah fully embrace the Harry Potter world. I scolded back. her by the way when she told she me did. that she read the <laughs> that she read the seventh one before the first one. Oh, yes. <laughs> I got a major scolding, guys. Definitely it's been a big bonding thing for us we've been to Harry Potter world in Florida together. Might go
0: again we together. We might go again just since for we you haven't... guys.
1: Yes, yeah, it will be for you guys absolutely. It will
0: be for you. And we haven't been on the uh, on Hagrid's ride yet and nope. I've heard some amazing amazing
1: things about that. So yes. I'm really really excited about going to see that new ride. Because yeah. we did go on the Dueling Dragons one when it was there. And I liked Dueling Dragons. It was fine. But I am excited for more theming and just... Well, we did the Gringotts
0: and we did the Hogwarts mm-hmm. Castle too. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I that was a really fun day. Yeah, it was. Yay. We might at some point post some pictures from there. You will have to forgive my dark mark on my neck. Yes. <laughs> I put a temporary tattoo of dark mark on my neck for that day. And so all of the pictures are now marred. Well, I mean, I think it looks cool, but. I do too, but people then wonder if I actually got a tattoo of a dark mark on my neck, and then that's a little bit awkward. Yeah.
1: Neck tattoos of a dark mark. Could send the wrong message. Uh, maybe.
0: It was still a fun day, and we had a really good time. And as we said before, one of the things that we bonded over when we were really becoming close was Harry Potter, and it's become a bit of a tradition with us. We were roommates for a while, and so we mm-hmm. spent many a night just
1: talking Harry Potter.
0: We and did. We, spent we watched so. Harry Potter. That was our New
1: Year's tradition for a couple of years yeah. if we would watch the first movie on New Year's. We should do that again this year. You should. That'd be really fun. Yeah.
0: And every time we had people over, we'd do Harry Potter themed things and kind of force it on them, even if they weren't yeah. fans.
1: If you haven't noticed by now, we're a bit of Harry Potter nerds, but yeah. we embrace it. We do. And our friends thankfully embrace it about us, which is nice. And that's kind of how this podcast really came about was we just would have discussions about things that we'd read and we would have really what we do in a podcast. And we'll just have those offline. And one day we kind of looked at each other and said, you know, we could really make a podcast out of this and mm-hmm. it could be beneficial and well-rounded. So as yes. you may have noticed from our website and our social media, Taylor is a Ravenclaw mm-hmm. and I am a Hufflepuff. Yay. So we have a little bit different perspectives than the way that we think about things, especially I think it really shines through in our character discussions. is really even from starting the podcast that I've noticed it, but I kind of have known that about us before that we have differing opinions on certain characters and they kind of more relate back to our houses in a way. Yeah,
0: exactly. Nobody that I've ever met was surprised when I was sorted into Ravenclaw. Yeah. No, <laughs> when I was wondering about what your house was, I don't think I had a very specific preconceived notion, but I wasn't surprised by
1: Hufflepuff uh, either. People have gone back and forth on me when I say, Oh, I'm a Hufflepuff. People are not surprised before I officially did the Pottermore quiz, or even when I like have people guess what house they think I'm in, it's a mixed bag between Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff. Mm -hmm. It does tend to skew a little bit more on the Hufflepuff side. And when I tell people that's what I am, no one's shocked. Right. So I, I do feel like I very much fit in my house. I'm more like a Huffleclaw almost though. I was
0: probably more of a Ravenclaw when I was actually the age that I would have actually been a Ravenclaw. Obviously, everybody grows up and develops differently at some point. But as a
1: child, oh my goodness. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was a quintessential Ravenclaw in every way. I was a quintessential Hufflepuff. And I look maturing. back at 11-year-old me. I'm like, oh, 100%. Yeah, I was like obnoxiously Ravenclaw, I think, as a child. And
0: sometimes I would like, go back and like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> little <laughs> Taylor, about- <laughs> stop being so obnoxious about it.
1: <laughs> i don't remember you being obnoxious about it but i do i have always thought of you as being very studious and very concerned with making sure everything is accurate and correct and yeah i'm still annoying in that way she does tend to correct people she's trying to avoid saying it (laughs) (laughs) i was trying to be nice no it's not in a bad way though but she does keep
0: me on my toes which is good 11 morning i still don't really get the morning houses as well as the Hogwarts houses because we have so little information about them true but we are in the same Ilvermorny house. We are. We're both Thunderbirds,
1: Woohoo.
0: which is for adventurers.
1: Yeah. Which we travel soul.
0: some.
1: I mean, <laughs> we do like to travel. I travel yeah. for my real life job.
0: And I travel just whenever I can. And we, we enjoy it. So yeah. I don't know that we enjoy I, necessarily
1: adventuring. Like we don't go rock climbing or anything. But well, I think it depends on your definition of adventuring. I, I'm not a rock climber. But I do like to go different places and see new things. I think that's probably one of the things that intrigues me most about travel is the possibilities of something new and something different. And I really like to more investigate like local living. I don't like to do the touristy things usually. I, I do get one or two of those. And whenever I go somewhere new, just to say that I've been there and I did that. But I'm more like to go to, like, oh, what's, like, a local coffee shop, not, like, the nearest Starbucks. Yeah. I do like to adventure in that way. But I'm not necessarily going to go skydiving or adventure. rock climbing or bungee jumping. I have
0: gone skydiving. So maybe that's my maybe that's th- where my inner, inner yeah. thunder But I, I enjoy traveling. I mean, I spent six months over in Europe, and I traveled around by myself, and that was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it also represents the soul. That's never explained in any way. Nope. What I mean, it says that they're divided up to the mind, body, soul, and... Heart. But how that practically shakes out is never really fully explained.
1: Yeah, there was something I did read. I think Hypable had an article on it where it tried to relate it back to your Hogwarts house. Even though J.K. Rowling has said there really isn't a correlation between the two, they tried to kind of... Did it in a box, and it, I think they came up with Thunderbird actually being more like Slytherin, just without the attached prejudice, because they're ambitious and independent. Yeah. I don't, not I just because it's like Slytherin, I have nothing against Slytherin. I just, yeah, oh yeah, me neither. I think it's hard to relate it, especially since she said that there is no correlation.
0: Right. So... And when you read the origin stories, the Hogwarts founders made specific characteristics for the houses, like that's why they made the houses, were basically kind of choose students that right. were similar to them. Right. The origin of Ilva Morney was just there were four people who were going to start a school and they just kind of wanted to have four houses. So they just picked a few. Right. It wasn't deliberately in a way to separate the students out by personality. Right. It was just, oh, these are four fun mascots. Let's use them.
1: Yeah, kind of in a way. I mean, I think there's a little bit more to it than that, but it was that's basically it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I don't understand how exactly one person fits into one and over the other Mm -hmm. but i'm fine with that yeah
1: i mean i like my open Money house i do think think the soul part relates especially to both of us in different ways yeah yeah i think that it's pretty accurate what about your hogwarts house is there something that you really appreciate about your hogwarts house or maybe something that you don't appreciate about your hogwarts house
0: well i think i would feel more strongly about my hogwarts house if i had seen it in action a bit more i wrote a post about this a couple of weeks ago so if you guys are interested in hearing my thoughts there's a she did, blog post on missed opportunities it's the first of a series i'm in the middle of mm-hmm. i chose to do hogwarts houses for the first one and i feel like our two houses especially mm-hmm. never really got developed as far as their innate characteristics they just kind of were the rest of the school You know, Slytherins acting like Slytherins, Gryffindors acting like Gryffindors.
1: Right. Even those houses, I still feel like, again, like when you talk about it, it is written from Harry's perspective. So it's still a bit two-dimensional. I mean, they're more fleshed out than the other two, but I still feel like not everybody in Slytherin is awful and not everybody in Gryffindor is good, you know? Yeah.
0: And I went into that somewhat in in the blog post,
1: but Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw are
0: almost the opposite Mm -hmm. in that they're supposed to be divided up by these specific traits that they have. And yet, they don't really come through in any of the characters that we meet in the Harry Potter universe. Right. Not that they don't come through at comes all. comes through a little bit more. Yeah, but like... Still when, not a lot. Still not a lot. The, like, the main Ravenclaw we meet is Cho Chang, who is... Well, Luna. Okay, yeah, Luna. Luna is her own category. <laughs>
1: Luna though. is just Luna.
0: Yeah, I, I don't include Luna in most of this because... She is, I think she is in some ways very, very Ravenclaw, but so non-traditional that she can't be representative of the Mm -hmm. house. Right, yeah. Using her as a study of Ravenclaw house is like the worst thing you could possibly do. I
1: agree. I just had to mention it because she really is technically the most mentioned Ravenclaw.
0: Right, I know, I agree. And and the other Ravenclaws look at her with exasperation (laughs) when they talk to her. But the second most mentioned one, excluding Luna, is Cho Chang, and she is very much just a hormonal teenage girl who's traumatized and cries a lot still not a really great representation of the house right and then of course you have marietta Edgecombe who betrays the da and that's That's not not ravenclaw there's nothing that a ravenclaw does that i think oh yeah that makes sense that they did that because they're ravenclaw yeah it's just they're a bunch of teenagers who aren't gryffindors and aren't slytherins and i think that applies somewhat to your house too what do you think
1: there are very few Hufflepuffs even mentioned in Harry Potter by name. Tox is really technically, but she wasn't even in school with Harry. Technically, I think she's the most mentioned Hufflepuff in the Harry Potter series. And I'm taking Newt out of this. Sure. Other than that, you have like Susan Bones. And then you have Ernie McMillan and... Cedric. Cedric. True. Obviously the most famous. Obviously the most famous that actually was a student in Harry's realm. A contemporary of Harry's. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. It's hard because there's not a ton mentioned about the kids that are Harry's age as far as personality traits. And they occasionally
0: sat together in the library and
1: talked to each other. Woo. <laughs> and then you have Cedric, who's just touted to be like this perfect person, which I mean, it is a lot of really nice people, like people who are very kind, very fair. That's just kind of our trademark, but there's so much more to our house than that. And I'm sure Cedric had struggles, but we don't really see a bunch of that. You know, he's kind of just set up to be like this, like golden boy, which I'm sure he was, but it's hard to really see, like, a full house just from Cedric.
0: Yeah, I do think that he exemplifies Hufflepuff way more than, say, Luna exemplifies Ravenclaw Yes, I would agree. I would agree. He is very fair-minded, and they are very loyal. When Harry gets his name drawn out of the Goblet of Fire and kind of upstages Cedric, they all band together to hate Harry. (laughs) (laughs) So they're all loyal to Cedric. But again, I think that was more just teenagers being teenagers I think that would have happened if it would have been a Slytherin champion as well right of course
1: Slytherins hate Harry anyway you know the good thing it's a strength and a weakness that we can be pretty open-minded and we can go along with the flow a little bit easier than say a Gryffindor usually does in a way but at the same time we can kind of get walked over too I mean there's positives and negatives to every house not one house is the best house I mean it's the best house for you you can't really necessarily say that one is categorically better than all the others but everybody thinks their house is the best And no matter what house you are, we want to talk to you about it. Yeah, we really do. So please tell us your houses.
0: Let us us, know. Tell us what you think about how they were portrayed in the books, how it could have gone differently. We want to hear. Yeah.
1: What's your favorite thing about your house? What's the failing of your house? Why do you think that you should or should not be in the house that we were chosen for? Yes. Did Pottermore get it wrong? And that's all for today.
0: Thanks for joining us. Be sure to visit dwellingondreamspodcast.com to subscribe to the show. We'd
1: also love to hear from you on social media. And if you like what we're doing, you can show your support with a review or by visiting us on our Patreon page. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to stay tuned for our next episode out in two weeks to hear more from a Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff dwelling on dreams.